All right, let's uh, talk some footy now, and there's plenty going on in the NRL. And if there is, this man has his finger on the pulse of it, and that is Phil Buzz Rothfield. Good morning, Buzz. Yeah, good morning. I was going to say it might be, uh, just for ratings-wise, might be an idea to talk more, more pertinent rugby league matters from Dean's um, acting dream. We're very diverse in this show. We discussed, <laughs> we discussed life, not just sport. Dean, people want mail on the origin side that's been picked tonight more than your acting. I can trust me. All right. Well, if that's the case, give us the mail, Buzz. Who's in, who's out? A little bit of mail round yesterday. I think Matt Burke is going to be in the side. And look, I know you checked with Brandy last week and sort of umming and ahhing, wasn't certain. But obviously, um, Jack Whiteman getting COVID has changed that. And, you know, it's such a moving bench. I, I think Matt Burton will be in the side. I'm not so sure about Josh Addo Carver. Burton on the bench, Buzz, or would he be in the centres? Um, he'll be there somewhere, dog. Yes. Look, centres are all the bench. So, Appy Corusau at, at 14 and, and, and Matt Burton on the bench as well, you, you, you're you tipping? Well, I like, look, I, I think Appy Corusau's got to be in 14. In the Damien Cook making 50 tackles, and he's done it a couple of weeks in a row, it's, it's burning him out, and, and he, he's not squirting out a dummy half like we know he can. So, I, I, I think Coruscant has been 14, and I think Burton, not just 5'8", centre can play an edge as well, where he trained at Penrith the previous off-season before he went to the Bulldogs. And But he, he'll definitely be there from what I gather this morning. But I feel a bit sorry for Ado Carr, because Freddie tried to suggest me earlier in the week that he's going to watch form on the weekend. But my view is that they've decided the team. They're in the process of contacting players now. They who have to go into camp at Coogee before they fly out to Perth. And I'm not sure that he'll get the opportunity to show selectors there at uh, this afternoon's game. Jake Trebojevic? Yeah, he's their dog, isn't he? Oh, I understand he will be there, Buzz. If not, they're certainly discussing him very heavy. They want to tighten up the middle a bit there, and they think Jake's their man. Yeah, I laughed at Talakai saying after the game yesterday to Michael Karianis, come on, Freddie, give me a call. Look, he played strong and he's, he's been a dynamic player, hasn't he, this year? Mainly early in the season, but I, I, I think he might miss out. I what, think... Uh, sorry. I was just also going to say, Buzz, um, what about Queensland? Because they've got their own sort of selection issues. Xavier Coates... Obviously, he's out. Reuben Cotter's got a hamstring injury. We're hearing probably Jai Arrow might come in for him. But what about that winger spot, Xavier Coates? Are you hearing anything there as far as the Queenslanders are concerned? Well, I think Corey Oates has been pretty outstanding, hasn't he? Yeah, I thought he's been. The, the ones I've heard, though, are um, Taolungi and um, uh, Tabuai Fado. But yeah. uh, I agree with you. I, I thought Corey Oates, particularly, he's terrific under that high ball. Yeah, no, I'd be running with Corey Oates, but they're not going to listen to New South Wales people and tell them how to pick the side. Billy did such a good job in game one, and um, I'm sure whatever team they take to Perth, they're going to be awfully hard to beat. If I was Lindsay Collins, I'd be a little bit concerned about the lifting tackle last night. wasn't as bad as probably the two we've seen earlier in the season, but I'm sure the match review committee are looking at it very, very close as we speak this morning. Hey, Buzz, in your What's the Buzz column in the Sunday Telegraph, you uh, write about Lachlan Ilias. Obviously, he was hooked from the game inside the opening 30 minutes. 
tell us about your story and do you think the kids' confidence will be knocked for six? Yeah, well, I described it as probably the season's most humiliating moment, you know, for a kid, 14 games, dragged off, uh, 28 minutes, 30 minutes, whenever it was. Um, you blame him for the fact South were down 32 nil. I think that's a bit tough. Um, South obviously needed some points, and uh, the coach thought Cody Nickarima could probably ignite their attack better than young Lockie Ilias. Um, look, I spoke to the young fella. Um, I really liked his attitude. Sounded very determined. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to train harder. I'm going to play harder. Look, he was always going to be under enormous pressure and under a really bright spotlight this year, stepping into the shoes of a club legend in Adam Reynolds. And look, I don't think he's probably come up as impressively as South might have hoped. And you know, I think it's a shame that the club lost so many seasons. Well, for start, lost Wayne Bennett, then they lost Adam Reynolds, then they lost Benji Marshall, then they lost Dane Gatt. That's a lot of experience to take out of a footy club, which I think the young halfback could have learnt from. You've also got to consider that during COVID, there wasn't a lot of second-grade football or feeder club football, so he hasn't played a lot in the last three years. But I think he deserves another chance. The coach, Jason Dimitro, says he will use him in there after the uh, international round and origin round. He'll use him against Parramatta. And look, I, I love the way... The, did you, I watched Channel 9 the other night. I switched over uh, just after the game just to get a look at that dressing room camera. And it was lovely how Cody Walker and um, Damien Cook were, you know, putting an arm around him, chatting to him quietly just in the corner of the sheds and um, you know they're a good club South and I, I know they haven't had their best season but Big Latrell's back the following week and um, I wouldn't be putting the red felt pen through them just yet Okay, Buzz, also in your article, that horrible, horrible tackle we saw with Brent Naden only copping four weeks. And there were a lot of people, I guess, criticising that decision from the match review, but probably none more pertinent than Alex McKinnon. Yeah, look, it was funny because most people were blowing up last week about the Kapusi elbow on Sam Walker. But I thought the big story was the um, was the, the lifting tackle and... Um, I think we're very, very lucky that Jake Turbo wasn't more wasn't seriously hurt. It was a particularly bad one, and I'm not saying there was any intent whatsoever from Brett and Nate. It was careless more than anything else. A bit of a brain explosion to lift the player's leg diagonally and then spearing him into the ground like he did. Look, I, I like what Alex said. Is they've got to think of uh, the repercussions of these tackles. Um, the fact Jake got up shouldn't be an issue. I, I think anyone who repeats that tackle needs an eight to ten week suspension. We've got to get them out of the game. You just can't lift players and then follow through like he did. I thought it was much worse than the first one we saw on the Central Coast when Cameron Murray was speared in round five or six. And do you agree, dog? They've got to get heavier. It's the only way to get rid of them. Yeah, I thought maybe another week or two. Uh, Carl Lawton, I oh, think, I got four weeks. Shocker, as well. mate. Yeah, Carl Lawton got four weeks too, Buzz. I think for 
the dangerous throw on Cameron Murray up there in Gosford a few weeks ago. So, I, look, I thought five, six weeks. But, yeah, there are certain acts on a footy field which we have to get very tough on, and two of them are spear tackles and, of course, eye gouging. Buzz, I'm really looking forward to the World Cup later this year. I think there's a lot of sides that can win it. Clearly, Australia, New Zealand, England, and now the emergence of Tonga and Samoa. But it seems like, from what you've written this morning, that organisers are struggling to sell the Australian TV rights. Well, it's an interesting story, Bulldog, because the International Rugby League were in charge of selling it around the world, and they've come to both Fox Sports and Channel 9 and Channel 7 asking for far too much money. And even on the side, they're trying to sell a documentary to a Netflix or a Prime and so they're asking these networks to pay the big bucks to cover this tour, but then they're going to give another screen, streaming company better access than what the official broadcasters will get. So, look, they've reached the stalemate. They can't get the money they're chasing, so they've come to Peter Volandis and they've come to Andrew Abdo, who did the big five-year NRL TV deal. And I can't see a World Cup taking place with a TV blackout in Australia, but they are going to have to drop their price. I think they're going to have to show more respect, whether it's Nine, whether it's Fox Sports, whether it is Seven, and um, give them the access that they want to bring the games back into our lounge rooms like it's never been done before. And um, like as you said, it is going to be a sensational World Cup, almost as much as Origin. I'm so looking forward to New Zealand and Tonga next weekend. One of the things that I, I was surprised to learn this week, Buzz, and I know you've expanded on it in your column, we, we know the great Benny Elias obviously is a colourful character in, in, in the game of rugby league, but he's also a very entrepreneurial-minded person and he's the man behind these LED light goalposts that we saw in game one of, of, of State of Origin and now he looks as though he's broken a bit of a deal, has he? Yeah, well, the NRL have taken up a deal for the goalposts. They're going to use them for three origin games and the grand final. And Neil Maxwell, the ex-cricketer, is involved and he's going overseas and, and he's trying to sell them through Europe and to the NFL in America. I think they add a bit to the game, the experience at the ground, the television coverage. What I like about Benny is... He's so commercially and uh, financially savvy in that he retired at 29. He went to a phone business with Telstra. He finished up with 40 stores, then went into property development. He's done very well for himself. And unfortunately, there aren't enough players like him who have done so well post their rugby league careers. And I think he's got a very good point he makes today is that, and I'm not going to name any or the former players who have fallen on hard times, but there needs to be better uh, process with education for footballers during their careers so that when they retire, they are in a position to, you know, a, a lot of NRL, I think the average NRL career is four years, four and a half years. And they get out of rugby league and they know nothing more than footy. They're not doing courses and they're not doing degrees. They're not trained as carpenters or plumbers or electricians like they used to be when footy players were part-time. And I think, you know, Benny's a, a really good example of, of, the, of the work the game has still got to do in that area. Buzz, just before you go, uh, 
the rumour won't go away that Reese Walsh, the gun warrior's number one, is reluctant to see out the remainder of his contract with the Warriors. Can you bring us up to date on that speculation? Well, if you were the hottest or one of the hottest young kids in rugby league and you played out the back of the really, really ordinary football side, certainly for the last eight weeks, if you had a young partner, young child, would you want to uproot, leave Australia and spend the next couple of years in New Zealand? Oh, no, I wouldn't. And there is a fear, and I even bounced it off Cameron George, the Chief Executive Officer, early in the week, he said he'd heard the rumour himself. And the Redcliffe Dolphins have to be very, very careful because they cannot step in and entice the player to break his contract. What they can do is sit back very discreetly and wait, and wait for the player, wait for the manager to make a move and then jump in. Peter O'Sullivan originally signed uh, Reese Walsh from the Broncos to join the Warriors and he would no doubt be monitoring this one very, very closely. They do need a high-profile uh, spine player. They still haven't got half five eight Hawker. When I say that, they haven't got them. They haven't got the necessary talent there yet to, to make any mark in the competition. So I'd be monitoring that one very closely, gentlemen. Indeed. Uh, Buzz, always great to chat on the Big Sports Breakfast weekend. You'll be with the boys uh, this week as well on the Big Sports Breakfast. And thanks for bringing us up to date with all the news in sport. Mate, you don't want my tip. Oh, what's your tip? I'm tipping the Raiders against the Knights. Mate, I've got a huge fan club, right? Have you? Sorry, sorry Buzz. I, 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 I didn't want to, um, you know, cut you off before giving your fans what they want. So Canberra's your tip. Now, I'm tipping the Raiders to knock off the Knights and the Doggies to knock off the Tigers. The That's Doggies to... Want, dog the tip. The what Doggies to continue the form. I had a lunch and a few beers with Laurie at... Oh, I'm filthy on, on Laurie. Don't bring lunch that up. on Friday. Mm. And after a couple of beers, we decided we'd FaceTime Phil. Mm. So Phil's picked up and mm. Laurie, very cheekily, has had a crack at Phil's cheeks because they were looking decidedly redder than normal. <laughs> so I think Phil's a bit, uh, a bit miffed about Let Laurie's comment know. about your cheeks. Has any of your contributors ever hung up on you? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm filthy on him. I'll tell you why. Laurie only sees me one day a week, and it's in the green room when he comes in and does his tab odds on Wednesday nights. And I've just come off NRL 360, and I am absolutely covered in makeup. They painted on. So he doesn't see the cheeks as they normally are. And it came as quite a shock to him then. But, mate, I'm dirty on it, and I think they're going to human resources at uh, Sky about this. The other day. I'm sure I'm you'll happy. discuss it on air oh, tomorrow. You don't, you don't want to shoot Bambi, the nicest man in rugby league, Laurie Daly, Buzz. I think even oh, he's mate. off limits, isn't he? Right, as you know, I can find a blue with anybody, <laughs> including the world's nicest man. <laughs> Good on you, Buzz. Thanks, Buzz. Always great to chat. Thanks, mate. Enjoy Thanks, your Sunday. Bye.